Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Wave the flag, boys. This was a big win. Devils just beat up on the Ottawa Senators 6-2. And we are the Uncle Puckers, Tony, Bob, Chris, here with you this evening. And we're going to talk about that and some other fun stuff. So what's up, boys? Hey, how you doing? How's the holidays going? Uh, the holidays are good. I mean, back at work, so that kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm off. To, I mean, tomorrow's my last day, and then I'm off for three. So nice. looking forward to New Year's Eve. I, I kind of screwed myself, though. I didn't realize that the Vikings and Packers are playing at 8.30 on Sunday night. And I'm having, you know. You're having company. I'm having company. Uh, and I'm like, so my wife's kind of like, well, you can't not hang out with the company. And I'm like, watch me. But then I was thinking maybe I'll just tape the game, stay off my phone, and watch it New Year's Day when I wake up. You should I'm put torn, the TV Chris. in the garage. Yeah. I am going yeah. to watch it. Well, Dan and my wife will probably be the ones in the garage playing ping pong 90% of the time. So, yeah. like, they get, like, the two of them, they don't fucking stop. And they'll play all night. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> remember when we'd be out at the bars and, like, oh, Dan yeah. would be in ping pong mode and he'd just be dripping in sweat from head sure to would. fucking toe? It's like, <laughs> dude, it's it's ping pong. I remember Dan in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right F and J's, man. Back it up. What is that, Tom? When Dan was in Mortal Kombat mode, we used to go to the mm-hmm. pool hall over in Tom's River all the time. Oh, yeah. And he would just smoke cigarettes and just for hours just stand on that fucking machine, you know. I mean, yeah, it was uh, – Chris, you're talking the- about football, dude. I'm kind of torn, man, because I heard – I was listening to the last show you guys did. I wasn't on it, obviously. But uh, – and you made a – you were talking about the Vikings. and uh, About not wanting them to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I'm sitting here, you know, and I have this weird thing going on with my team because even though I know we don't have a chance in the playoffs, we have a small chance to get in the playoffs. It went from like 2%. Now, would you have to actually – I don't mean to interrupt you, but for you guys, for the Raiders to make the playoffs, would you actually have to win the division? Do you actually have to knock off Kansas City or can you get a wild card? We have to hope for a couple different – the major thing is if we could win the next two games and Kansas City loses the next two games, we win the division. Um, that's pretty fucking impressive yeah and the thing with that is is that so i don't i'm sure you saw that denver you know they benched uh 
Russell what's his Wilson. name? Yeah, for the rest of the year. So we're going to face the backup there who we had him last year. Um, so, I mean, we, you know, but like you were saying Still last episode, I was sitting there listening to you talk, and I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, that's the thing with the Raiders. Like, I'm a Raider fan. I want to go to the playoffs, of course. Like, the last two weeks have been really exciting as a Raider fan. When we beat Kansas sure. City the other night, was just – that's my Christmas, man. That made my Christmas day. Like, that was just like – you can't – it's right. It was a fun game. Else. Yeah. Is uh, Stedham the backup in Denver? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back in Denver. All right. Um, so, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It is the Raiders, but I got to say, man, I was – yeah, seeing Mahomes get chased around like that, it was definitely a great Christmas present. Kansas City is not you – know, look, bottom line with Kansas City, I'm just – they don't have wide receivers. That's the problem. And if you just, you know, handle Travis Kelsey, which is a difficult job. He's the best tight end I've ever seen play the game. But, you know, if you handle him, what are you going to do? Tony, he's a, he's a piece of – he's garbage. Like, he, he can't catch anything. They have no wide receivers. So, it's, it's kind of fun watching Kansas City – uh, kind of go downhill, but um, as far I mean, as Aiden like O'Connell, no no receptions. I mean, yeah, through no receptions for the after the first quarter and still won. First quarterback since two thousand to ever do that. Not Seriously, one. they didn't throw. A, he didn't complete a pass. I didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. It's the first quarterback to ever do that since two thousand, I believe. Wow. And win. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw a penalty flag here and say that we don't talk football first after a Devils game like this. This is true. We will go, get yeah. back to talking football but uh, at some point. But you're 100% right. Let's talk about the Devils and the big win, Ottawa. Now, I had done that little power play episode uh, this morning talking about uh, the game. This game made me super nervous. Sure. Um, I, I felt like this is the type of game, a team that the Devils should be if they come out flat and they start doing, you know, if Ottawa plays that physical game, gets us off our game, and they did play physical, and we fucking didn't even give a shit. We were just, okay, you want to throw bodies? We'll, we'll take it, and we're just going to keep doing what we do, which is what we wanted them to do. I think if you would have written up a script for a devil's win, this would have been it to a T. Like, yeah. we talked, again, like, before you go out and get a goaltender, you have to see what Nico Dawes can do. Mm-hmm. Nico Dawes looked very good tonight. Super, like, just looked great. And I'm sorry, if Akira Schmid's in net tonight, I honestly think that, you know, it, we maybe win by a goal. Schmid um, lost yeah, tonight, yeah, we five maybe to three in Utica. Yeah. Five to Was two. that Schmid lost five to two? Yeah, five to two in Utica. Yeah, I mean, it, the, Nico Dawes looked really good. Let's hope that that continues because if you can actually solve your goaltending problem by just bringing up Nico Dawes, and him and VTech are your one two. I think that that is the best case scenario for Devils. Um, but okay, so Dawes comes in, plays good. You got to get the power play going, right? So let's put a couple of power play goals in that script, all right? And then okay, there you go. Uh, we got that. And um, how about we get Brendan Smith a goal? <laughs> yeah. How about but, you didn't but, you bet on that last fucking game? I did. I bet on that week. on the last game, and I missed <laughs> yeah. it by one game. Because I didn't make any bets tonight. But but you can't – if you're just going to write a script, right, you can't just write Brendan Smith gets a goal. Oh, no. Brendan Smith has to get a breakaway coming out of the penalty box because he's always fucking in it. So and that's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah. Like it was crazy. It was, it was very poetic. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we've said this team – I, I felt, and I think a lot of you guys, they're just close, right? Like it's just – it's almost there, and when it pops, like, are they going to take off? Like, is that where we're at now? Because this was a win that I didn't expect. I honestly thought, especially when we gave up the first goal, 
I'm like, okay. There's a history of us playing down, right? Yeah. So you had everybody. We're going to, you know, be in overtime 2 2 or whatever. And and no, they, what do we wanted to see? Put your foot on a team's throat and don't let them get a breath of air. And that's about six points from the Hughes brothers. Six points from the Hughes. Brad had four, six goal scorers. Like that's depth. That's what you need. But I'm talking too much, Bobby. Come on. What do you got? This is like everything you said, man. It's an absolutely terrific game. You know, from the start, you know, they're hard on the pucks. They're hard on the boards. Uh, They had a good first pass. They got timely scoring, a few huge saves. You sprinkle in a power play goal or two. And this is exactly the recipe of the type of games the Devils should win this season, 5-2, 4-1. It was everything you can ask. They outplayed them. Uh, They worked harder. They beat a team they were supposed to beat. Uh, Dawes looked comfortable and confident, you know, didn't get a ton of work. But that's okay with me. Uh, a lot of subtle plays, a lot of things I just picked up on that I just really appreciated seeing. You know, I, I remember this one play with Holtz where he was pretty hard on the board and he came into the zone. And you know, Holtz has been you know again shuffled down. And there are there are some fans, you know, Devils fans who will say he's kind of a one dimensional guy with a slap shot. But what he did is he came hard off the boards in the neutral zone and he came in and he did take a hard slap shot from the top of the circle. At the moment, I thought you know what that was a really great play because at that point. All the goals that happened from real tight end. Why not test this guy and see if he's paying attention for a hard slapper coming from outside the circle, you know? Sure, he made the save, but uh, the play from start to finish was good. And then he was uh, he had that great pass over to Luke Hughes. Um, but it's goal, not just yeah, him. It's just goal. everybody. A lot of our big guys scored. A lot of the big names scored. Um, people were getting hot at the right time. I think you and Dan were talking last show about, again, can we get everyone or most players playing right. how they should for a game – this was definitely one of them. Yeah. You know, and this is just exciting. I don't care who the team was on the other end. Um, what made the game so good was not the score. The score was because of everything else they did. Right. Uh, it's that simple. So if they play like this, they're back to that dominant form where they can just start to roll them off. You know, you said that it you know, wasn't a lot of work for Dawes. But again, what have we been shouting from the rafters, right? Timely saves. We have them. We got them. Saves. Got them tonight. Huge saves. That Brady Kachuk breakaway. That breakaway on uh, who was that? Nolan. Um, I can't remember. Norris. A huge, huge save on Norris. Um, but Tone, you stayed up until five a.m. your time to watch this game. So before you fall asleep during the show, tell us your thoughts. That's the listener. It was a great game. I thought. What you know, one thing I noticed different this game than we've seen like recent games is they came out right away. The Devils, the first, right from the first, right when this game started, they kind of dominated. You know, they stayed in that zone. Um, everyone contributed, and I think one thing that I even looked ahead about is with when I was watching the goaltending, I said, "Man, wouldn't it be nice? I could picture, uh, you know, Vanacek Dawes tandem. I mean, you know, and I feel much more secure." I'll be honest, like when, when Schmidt's in now, I don't – and that's not – hey, who knows? Maybe he needs to go down and get some starts, definitely. You know, I like Schmidt, but I just haven't felt confident the last few games he's played in, going in. I kind of felt like it was, you know, going to be a tough one to win. It would be nice to have those two goalies. I thought Dawes did look – he looked big in the net tonight, you know, and that's what I remember from when yeah. he played the 25 games two years ago. You know, see, this was like his first game, they said, in like 600 days, you know, and for the Devils in the NHL, and I mean, yeah. It was nice to see. I thought nice to see Jack Hughes get back on the get a goal in there, you know, because like he has looked like he hasn't been having a good time in the last couple of games. Good to see him get in there. Brat, just you know, overall, man, it was really impressive. But we needed these last two, these last four points we got because Boston's not going to be easy tomorrow. Not that we can't beat them, but it's not going to be easy. And we got the we've gotten four points in a row, so 
be nice if we can at least get one or two tomorrow night. Six points on uh, a three-game win streak. Yeah, six now, games. Here's the streak. thing. This is our third three-game win streak all season, all year, rather. Yeah, all season. I said that right. Um, <laughs> and now we're going that. into game number four, and it's against one of the best teams in the East in their barn. What do you guys think? They play like this. I think they can beat Boston. Um, but we are god awful this year on the second half of back to backs. I believe six and one. So yeah. um, here we go with the, the you know winning the first game, and it's going to be huge to see how these guys do tomorrow night. Boys, the Rangers time like the present, too, right? so you guys. No, I just saw it before you guys signed on. The Rangers lost. Um, yeah. Oh, they, Florida beat them. Yeah, Florida beat them. Florida's yeah, only like won, four points or so behind behind Boston. It's crazy. Florida's who won good... Washington and Islanders? Islanders, Islanders went up three four nothing, or five so. nothing now. Yeah, so, so now that's just nothing. about over. So we are officially leapfrogged them and are solid in the eighth position. So we're in the playoffs right now. Right now we are. Washington can't come back on that game. So right now we would have been above them anyway for percentage points, even if they right. had one. But now we've got that. Um, Philly's going to play tonight, but we're you know we're two points behind both Philly and Carolina for second and third in the division. One point away from the Islanders for the first wild card, and so on and so forth. So it's time to just close our eyes for a minute and don't worry about that. Let the Devils just take care of their business because if they play anything like they've been playing in the last recent stretch, you know, winning you know again three out of four. That type of clip, maybe go on a little bit more of a run. Um, we're not even going to be need to have this conversation. And then they got Washington at uh, I think that's in Washington or is that at the Rock? I'm not sure. Uh, Wednesday night, that Washington twice we've played them twice they absolutely lit us up. So um, yep, that's a huge game. If you're going to be ahead of them by the time that game rolls around, that's a four point game. So that's that's big. But tomorrow yep. in you can't DC, look. what's that? That's in D.C. It's in D.C. Yep. You can't look past tomorrow. It's a huge game. And, um, you know, I thought the Devils played them very good uh, the first game, but they had a lot of guys that were missing. So right. I think they're healthier now, and so are we. But, I mean, just the mindset after this game, how good they must feel going into uh, this game against Boston because this was the complete game. Yeah, it was – and it is time, you know, to break that streak. I think it is five and one or something like that, right? So Six uh, eventually, that's that's going to flip. We're going to get a win, um, and it's time. And why it's a good time now is because we finally have so many different pieces scoring, and of course, the rest of the team coming together, defense, like everything we saw today. But still, when you get six different goal scorers on a night like tonight, when you get a guy like Mercer, did you guys see that uh, clip that they put up regarding his points? Remember mm. in the in the beginning of the year, Mercer. Basically disappeared. None of us ever worried about him. You we all to a man. For like 10 games. Yeah, we all to a man said nobody's worried about Mercer long term. Yeah, he's not doing anything right now. Because of his goal tonight, he tied the exact pace he was on last year. He has career oh, no high in points. Yeah. So in 2021 22, nine goals, 10 assists for 19 points. This is at the 33 game mark. Yep. Last year, Eight goals, 10 assists, 18 points. This year, nine, 10 goals, 8 assists, 18 points. No shit. So he got that quick. We didn't so, even notice it, right? Like it was – we saw him picking it up, but to that pace where he went so dry for 10 games. All right. Dawson Mercer is the picture of consistency on this team. Apparently. Um, and, and another thing, like if this – and I know it's one game, so we can't get ahead of ourselves. But if Nico Dawes is the guy and he – takes that ball and he runs with it. And like this dude two years ago, man. And I, I mean, he was on a really bad team and he battled out there every single night. So like 
two years removed, two years in development, and now with a much better team in front of him. I was so excited to see how he was going to play tonight, and I was 100%. not disappointed. Like, Devil fans should be so ecstatic if it ends up being those two, and we do not have to make a trade for a goaltender because, yeah. you know, that can go so many different ways bad. Uh, you know, and who you're going to give up. Is the guy going to work out? Um, you know, are you messing with chemistry on this team? And again, uh, now you actually, if it works, we're okay. We're going to roll with Dawes um, and Vanacek. Now you can go out and get yourself a, maybe one or two different pieces at the trade yeah. deadline to really shore up that blue line and not give away a King's ransom for a fucking goalie. He really like does Carolina deserve do a lot of the credit for this win because some of those timely saves were so big. I mean, I can honestly say if either one of our other two goalies are in there, I mean, maybe not all of them, but they probably landed at least two of those no four doubt. or five glorious chances. And depending on where they were in the game, maybe this game, maybe the, the score flips two to one at one point. I mean, we did score, what, with seven seconds left in the first. So that did put us up two to one. But still, uh, there was a couple of timely saves, and then we scored right after. You know that how that goes. So, yeah, yep. one or two of those go in. This is a totally different game. Maybe we still win it shootout fashion, like you said, right? Just kind of wild, wild west. But we didn't have to. That's and that's right. what was so cool. So, that's- love to see him go. Love that he got the start on the road, too. I think that helps when a young guy comes up. Get on the road. Don't try to over-impress your fans. Right. You know, just, just do your thing. But in 2021 – um, I was all about this guy too. I didn't even know we had like anybody else. I just thought Dawes was just the next one. And yeah, he, he was the guy I was most comfortable with watching in that mess of a season. So it's I great think to it was see him. 25 starts. I honest, I think he started the most games for us that year. Well, that's yeah. what they were doing with him. He was our starter that year. Yeah, he was our number one. I think he was like 11 and 10. Like he had some, his record wasn't bad. It was like 11 or 10. I think he was one game under 500 and, but he was on a shit team. Terrible. You know, and, and, but he battled every night and you saw some glimpses because he he did win some games Mm -hmm. and he played well in almost every game. Like he kept them in these games. It just, they weren't good. Um, So the way he made some of those stops today was just unbelievably smooth looking. Tony nailed it. He looked big in the net. He did look big. He looked big in the net. Like, there was nothing – like, I mean, it took a fucking crazy bounce off Brendan Smith's arm to get a second goal. That don't even count. Yeah, that Um, that was – You know, that's what it took to beat the guy tonight. Brendan Smith cannot catch a break. The guy's (laughs) – A game for him. That thing was going out of the arena. Yeah, that thing was going out of the arena. Uh, Right, but you know what, man? It's like these are the mistakes I can handle when you're up by five goals. You know, or you don't want this is the shit that he does, unfortunately, when you're tied or down a goal and you need to get, you know, come back. And then it's hard to even call it a mistake. I mean, the way that thing was going, so yeah. off his shoulder or whatever it's it was, not a mistake. Just, right? I have to admit, I was happy when he scored. I was happy for him. I was like, man, that must take such a, you know, you're thinking about that shit after all the time after a while. I mean, I was definitely happy for him. They had just talked about how he kind of came into the system or into the league and he was like, I see myself as a defenseman with some offensive upside. And they're like, nope, you're a defensive defenseman. And at that time, I'm sitting there watching it. And again, I'm like, wait, why is he in over Miller? I didn't yeah. mean, like, it's not like, I know what Smith brings to the team. I know how valuable he's to the team and how much he means in the locker room and stuff. But just on defense, I was wondering why it wasn't Miller. And then, like, literally a couple seconds later, because I thought about it because of the penalty. And right. then he gets that but beauty. At the same time, like, yeah, we can absolve Smith of mistakes because of how he, what he did tonight with scoring the goal and everything. But that first goal, that was, it was, yeah, the first goal, that was on him. 
That was all he him. knew. It. You he, had, it. he knew it. He was pissed at himself. Yeah, he had all day behind the net, and he, you know, throws it around the boards right to Brady Kachuk. There's not a, a white jersey to be had, and Kachuk, you know, sets up. Um, who was that? Stutzla? I don't remember who it was. Ba- uh, Batherson. Um, Batherson. But yeah. like, dude, the Brendan Smith mistakes on defense, and I'm fine with him playing wing. I am totally fine with him playing yeah. wing. The mistakes aren't there, and he's very good on the penalty kill. But I just don't know if what he brings, his upside outweighs his, his downside. That's the only thing I'm saying. Tonight it did because the whole team was playing good. Sure. And, um, you know, you can deal with a couple of mistakes here and there. But I thought that everybody else – I mean, I again, the mistakes that happened on defense tonight that – weren't many, but they were our veteran guys. Again, it was Marino made a, a, a couple of stupid plays. Smith made a couple of stupid plays. But our Nemich and uh, I thought Ball played great tonight. Ball played the most time tonight. Yeah, yeah, oh, like nice. 27, 28 yeah. minutes yeah. or something crazy. Um, you know, the cool thing about that too is that for most, for the most part, when there was a mistake, the team quickly bailed out the mistake. Right. Not just the goalie necessarily, but the team. Uh, Luke flubbed on one, and someone I don't remember who it was just kind of came, cleaned it up. So they never let it get out of hand. No, and that's what's so encouraging. And their forecheck was on point tonight. They yeah. were fucking skating. Tell them what were you going to say? And they also, you know, they also something that you mentioned last show, Chris. Actually, they they actually tried to get some of the garbage goals. They didn't, you know, they had some nice goals tonight, but they were in front of that net hacking. Where you know, last game, I remember when I was listening to the show because I had watched that last game. I was like, man, they just keep pass, pass, pass. I'm like, shoot the fucking mm-hmm. thing, man. You you got to put the puck on the net. You know, it just wasn't happening. You know, I mean. Um, and they did win. Obviously, they came back and beat the Blue Jackets that game. But it was frustrating because I was just like, just you got to shoot. Yeah. Um, and today I felt like they were much more aggressive in front of the net. And I, and I, I don't even mean like physically, I just mean aggressive. Like they were just getting in there and just, you know, it was impressive tonight. It was totally what yeah. you wanted to see from them. And they dealt with the physicality that Ottawa brought and they were hitting and uh, they out hit us a ton. Um, I think like 20 something to like eight or nine, like we barely hit anybody, but that's, that's fine. Like take the hits and, and just play your game. Don't let it get you off your game. Um, and I, Ottawa is not a very good team right now. They have tons of pieces, but they remind me of us two years ago. We're talking about Nico Dawes that year. That's what Ottawa kind of reminds me of. Um, they, they're just all over the place in their own defensive zone. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And I think they're going to be so much better by the end of the year because Jacques Martin's not putting up with that shit. I was um, watching with, the Ottawa feed tonight, actually. And I tell you, oh, it's, yeah? it's always different listening to – the, the, the announcers, like how we see the Devils and when you hear the announcers for the other teams who don't, because we see them every day. Like we talk about this all the time. When you watch, like say you watch baseball and you see a guy bat every day, you're like, this guy's fucking not hitting. Now, if you look at his numbers on the outside, you might be like, this guy's having a good season. It's different when right. you see someone every day. It sure. was interesting hearing the Ottawa announcers today because they're very complimentary to the Devils. Like there's a lot of, like even guys that we get frustrated with, like, they have a different outlook, and it is because they don't see it every day. They 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 know. I mean, obviously, that's their job to know what's going on. But it is. It was just weird to hear. Uh, I always like that kind of. As much as I love to watch the Devils broadcasts and stuff, like it is interesting sometimes to watch other announcers talk about these yeah. teams because, you know, you're seeing it through different eyes. Actually, yeah. I go when I go on ESPN Plus, and I go and I'll just check out whatever games are on and stuff, and it gives you the option of what feed you want to listen to. So I try to listen to different ones every time 
like, oh, I don't think I've heard, you know, Arizona's announcer, so I'll put them on or whatever. And some of the guys, are, <clears throat> excuse me, are really, really good. Um, and I enjoy listening to them. But I don't know if I've listened to the Ottawa ones. What What were they saying about their team? What were they saying about the Senators tonight? Uh, you know, it's because been, the I, I, have say, to be it's been so a disappointing season for them. You know, you know that yeah. we all know that in a way, because I think them and Buffalo may be having the two seasons that people expected the both teams to be better than they are this year. Yeah, uh, but they're they were pretty. I don't know. I mean, you know, they're pretty positive. I mean, uh, obviously, they were very complimentary towards the Devils tonight. So I couldn't tell if it was more like they're they're how impressed they were watching the Hughes brothers because they were talking about Luke a lot, and there was like a lot of like it almost felt like I'm not saying they were in awe of the Devils, but it was kind of like they were impressed what they were seeing. So you couldn't actually tell if they were down. It was the Devils had such a I think a good performance tonight that. It was hard for them not to point this out constantly. You know, they talked about Dawes a little bit. Um, they definitely talked about Jack. I mean, every every broadcast I watch, that's what's cool. Like every broadcast, no matter what team it is, Jack uses a a superstar. I mean, it's just obvious. You know? Now, I mean, do you guys think this was the best game they played all season so far? I, I recall. I recall a couple of games that um, we've said that I. I don't, we beat Boston. This I can't, year. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, I can't put them right next to each other, but the feeling walking away from this game is that they did just because of the completeness. Yeah. Again, I don't care what the final score was. I don't care that I would give up two. Like, don't tell me we should have won five nothing, and that would have been a more perfect game because that's not necessarily true. Uh, the, it was just everything about the moment in this game that how they all played. Whatever needed to be done, whether it was a clear or just a first pass or a winning a board battle or a time, every little thing that needed to be done was done against a, a quality NHL team that's reeling a little bit. But still, they want to win. They're competing just as hard. So in a way, uh, yeah, this is one of the biggest um, wins they've had, one of the best games they've had because, again, we've got a huge stretch coming up. Their it, penalty kill. Gotta come we've got to talk about their penalty kill. This last stretch, uh, their PK has been – outstanding yeah um and uh tonight again I, I mean we took i think we took uh too many penalties tonight but we were able to kill them all off and uh and then you know this was like tonight was to me complimentary hockey it was score on the power play you know when you can we were two for four uh kill penalty and then come right back when you get five on five and go get a goal we did that twice Mercer's goal and Smith's goal was like, that's complimentary. You're killing off a penalty. You're playing your asses off, playing defense. And then once you get the opportunity, strike. And they didn't miss. The The, the passes were crisp all night, tape to tape. That Brat goal was, uh, the, yeah, was the, nice. the second goal. That whole sequence on that second goal was a thing of beauty by uh, Luke keeping that puck in. And again, uh, I think it was Heischer got it to Hughes, and then Hughes got it across to Brat, and Brat just roofed it. The whole sequence was beautiful because I don't know who the forward was that was pressing, but if Luke Hughes doesn't make that play, that's a breakaway, and he's gone, and you might be down 2-1. And we've seen that happen so many times. Instead, the script gets flipped. We score late in the period. That doesn't happen to us. We always get scored on late in the period. And uh, that um, momentum was just – I honestly think it was our best played team game so far this season. Yeah, and listen, a lot of things got to go very right on some of those plays for this game to unfold the way it did. Um, but again, um, you kind of create your own luck 
in that sure. regard, right? It's your hard work. It's being in the right position. Just, you know, an inch or two off on a play here or there changes the course of a game. So you're not always going to be this perfect and this crisp. But if you're playing to mostly this style, uh, that's just recipe for success. And we've been talking a lot about uh, what aren't recipes for success, right? It's right. kind of been a theme this year just because, again, it's our job to kind of both nitpick and cheerlead this team, right? Um, but this this is a recipe for success. Not many nitpicks that you can make about tonight. No. You know, that's the thing. I mean, there's so many wins that even the Blue Jacket win. Like, I think Dan and I started the show saying, man, they really didn't want to win tonight, did they? Like they That's just, what I was going to say earlier is that it felt yeah. a lot different tonight than it felt the other night, even though we won. just felt like a totally different yep. team out there. Because the other night, you're like, man, we got – you almost felt like we got fucking lucky getting out of there. You, we did. We did get lucky getting yeah. out of there. And, and the last game felt like we were – on the same level as the Blue Jackets. And, you know, look, we're not. Um, and that's how it felt. Tonight, it was, we're a better team, and we're going to show you. And that was just something we haven't seen. Um, you know, we'll give a shout-out real quick to some of our THP and Hockey Podcast Network sponsors. I should have went back on the DraftKings today and taken Brendan Smith for a goal again. I thought that when he scored. I thought of you right away. I only did it on the other night because he was on left wing. So I was like, all right, he's probably going to at least get more opportunities playing the forward position and not the blue line. And I was wrong. Um, and all I would have had to do to make that bet was download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Oh, that's all. And I, if I, and to anyone who hasn't done it, this paper in my hand tells me to tell you that you need to do it now. Shit. Right now, and use code. You know you got some THP. money left over after Christmas. There you go. Go bet it. Bet it all. Be responsible with it. Bet it all. <laughs> New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. Tony, just bet five dollars on hockey, you get 150 dollars in bonus bets. So you can throw Not some bad. futures in. You could take the Las Vegas Raiders to win the Super Bowl in 2024, and uh, you never rich. know. Um. <laughs> That's code THPN, which is short for the Hockey Podcast Network. Only, <clears throat> excuse me, on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Devils were not voided in Ontario no. tonight. No. They kicked ass in Ontario tonight. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights are reserved. Okay, that's That's all the housekeeping we have to do tonight. Yes. uh, Let's revisit a question from now, because now let's, let's think a little ahead here. Does Fitzgerald go out and get someone now? Do we like I'm talking about? Do we get a little bit of toughness now? Like, while well, we don't have to pay the farm because now I'm getting excited about that. the Devils starting to make me see that what the team we can be. Like, I would love to see something be done now. I mean, I think it would be great for this team. Who do you think they yeah. should go get? It's a good question. I don't know. You want a I mean, style of player? Is that what you're saying? You want another like 
just hard role player type guy, or were you talking specifically? No, I'm talking, a I'm talking kind of both. You know, someone that a guy that's to, to be reckoned with, like a guy that you don't want to play against, like a like Chris Danev. Yeah, you know, like a, a lot of them out there. I don't know. I mean, I just think it's time that we get somebody now before the gets closer to the the trade deadline and everyone tries to rob us because I think I think that's I'm telling you, we get in the playoffs. That's going to be our we got the speed, we got the youth, we got the, the goal scorers. If they can all score together, it'd be a great thing. But uh, I just think it's such a missing key for, and I think they should look look to it now in a way. Well, let me ask you a question: Do you think that you want? Do you want to see Nico Dawes a couple more games before you make any kind of decision on goaltending? Definitely, definitely. Okay. I was thinking that. Too. I think without question, you you have okay. to. You owe it to yeah. the organization. Um, but. I, I mean, I think defensemen, I think like our, our forwards, I think are fine. Um, I think we have depth at that, those that, uh, position group. Um, I like that Chris Tierney can pop in and he can do a lot of good things. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm okay with the, the top 12 there. Uh, but a disruptor defense, is what kind of what I'm talking about. Someone to disrupt the game. See, I, I, I mean, I, I've been saying that I, I think Chris Tanev should be the guy. I, I think that, we do not have a player like that on this team. And again, when you have guys like Kevin Ball, who should be playing a more physical game because of his size and everything, but who's showing him the ropes on that? Do you think who's, he's just not him, Chris? Do you no, think, I, now that I watch him a little bit, I'm just thinking it's not in him to be that to be that kind of player in a way. Like I think he's just a big dude who can, you know, he's he's. He, I don't mind his play, but I just don't think that's in him, that that fire. I don't think he'll stay in the NHL if he can't figure that part of his game out. No. I really, he's not Dougie Hamilton. And he's got the size, but he doesn't yeah. have that offensive pow- prowess that Hamilton has. Uh, he has to figure out how to play physical. I'm not saying that he's got to be the biggest thumper out there, but he at least has to use his body and his frame a lot more. 25% more at least. Yeah. He should be a guy who just consistently wins that one-on-one and the mm-hmm. board battle and gets his sticks in the lane. Sure. Throws a little muscle around and I asked him to be a goon, but uh, it is surprising that it's not like, I can't imagine him progressing through the hockey ranks where it hadn't been brought up before with his, yeah. given his size and everything. I mean, he was always hitting. I know when he played with the 67s and, you know, he was a physical guy and stuff, but it's a lot harder to be a physical player in the NHL, a lot harder to time those hits and, uh, you know, know how to do it without taking penalties or without getting hurt or hurting somebody else. It's an art um, to be a good hitter. Um, and I just don't think he has it yet. But I also look at this team and say, who's taking this kid under the wing? We talked about it on another show. And uh, I, I think I think it was just Dan and I. And I had asked Dan and he had brought up like Colin White. Like, you know, Colin White turned into that player playing with yep. the Stevens and the yep. Danicos and those guys. And I feel like maybe a guy like Kevin Ball could definitely use being not necessarily even being paired up, but just having another guy on the decor that can play that style. Uh, I think Chris Tanev would do great on this team. And like I said, he brings an element that we do not have. And Tone, you're, you have been the biggest one since day one talking about the physicality on this team. And that hurt us in the playoffs last year. 
Timo brought it, but nobody else did. But now we bring a guy like Tanev in or, yeah. you know, I know Noah Hannafin's name has been brought up too. And I like Hannafin too. And we kind of, we had the money. Like if you can make a deal, we can go out and get anybody now because we got that LTIR money. So we're going to need this in these Ranger games coming up. Some of these, it's going to get nasty here. Now it's, yes. now it's when it starts getting exciting, but this is also when you want to keep your guys healthy and you have to have the guy to answer to because, you know, you're at MSG, you're at – no matter where it is, actually, whether where you're playing the Rangers, you know there's going to be a nasty game, and we don't – that's the one thing every time, even against teams like Philly and stuff, you have to have this, especially now. I think now is when the season starts really heating up. Like, now, you know, your wins and losses get much bigger. Now, they're always big. It's always important, but now it just – it's magnified everything. It's getting to that point. Right. What, what would you like to see, Bobby? Well, on the on the defensive side first, again, it's a real interesting problem for Fitzgerald because, you know, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen with Hamilton. There were two different reports, right? It'll probably be back end of the season, maybe playoffs. Others saying, eh, pretty much count him out for the year. Let's assume he comes back. If I'm Fitzgerald, I know, I know two things about my defense. I want Hamilton, Hughes, and Nemich all on this team at the same time. And I want kind of that guy we were just talking about so there's some interesting subtraction that needs to happen that we've mentioned before okay maybe you don't worry about subtracting smith because now you know you can play him on the wing more so the names we've brought up before you know it's it's probably like a siegenthaler that just has to go otherwise right because it's probably not marino over him you're not going to get rid of ball he's young controllable so but it is still kind of an interesting dilemma because like I'm not sending Nemitz down, period. Even if oh, Hamilton comes Bobby, back tomorrow. How much do we miss Hamilton? I hate to say that. Like I know, and I like Dougie Hamilton, but how much do we miss him right now? I, I don't know. I don't I, know I, either. But I know that we're I a better we team him a lot. with him. Uh, he brings an element. He, I mean, his track record of game-winning goals alone is something. Yeah, I was just going to say the playoffs, the, 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 and the power play has suffered without Hamilton. Yeah, I, no. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Luke kind of taking his job there in the beginning. I thought that that was more of Hamilton's role, if you ask me. But now uh, I'm sitting here looking at this situation, and I want to bring this up actually real quick because I don't know if this is actually a quote that. Jack said, or if I heard it from a scout or just a secondary source, but I believe what I heard was something to the tune of Jack saying, Luke may be the best of the three of us. Mm -hmm. Now I want you guys to think about this for one second. If that actually happens, if Luke (laughs) Hughes winds up being the best of the three Hughes brothers, how fucking sick is that? Can you imagine a world where he's better than Jack Hughes on this team? I think he can be. And, when uh, I see I, his skating, it's unbelievable. I want to get my number 43 Niedermeyer jersey. <laughs> Niedermeyer, 43. <laughs> um, I, I tell you, Luke, and you, you've seen it, like, you know, since the beginning of the year, how much better he's gotten, how much he's grown um, as a player. His skating is ridiculous. I mean, it is so smooth. And that coast-to-coast goal against the Blue Jackets was just an absolute thing of beauty. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, just the – like, we want to see the Devils, of course, make the playoffs and go on a big run this year. And, you know, who knows? But you have to look at this team, too, like a couple of years down the road. They're going to be so good. Oh and when God. these guys develop – you're going to have one of the best blue lines in the league. And you still have guys down in Utica 
who are trying to get on this team too. Like, you know, what are you going to do with Seamus Casey when he comes in? Like, you know, he's a yeah. stud. Like we have this blue line set. It just sucks that right now we have a lot of guys on there that I don't think we were expecting to have right now. Like I don't think, you know, we expected Hamilton, not Nemich. Um, but I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing. I love how, and it's just like, okay, it's December now. And look how much better, especially Luke has gotten. How much better is he going to be in February and March and going into the playoffs? Like, And like you said, Chris, the future really of this team in a couple of years is crazy. And I think for, you know, there is a point of that we've mentioned before. Maybe we did overachieve a little bit last year. So our expectations are really high this year. We're good. We were good last year. But I mean, maybe, you know, last year we just, like we always say, there was no, everything worked perfect last year. So yeah. not that we weren't good and we're good this year. But imagine how good in a couple of years these guys are going to be, how young they are, you know. Uh, I mean, so Jack Hughes, gonna... I think he's – I mean, I think Luke's great. I just can't imagine being – but Jack Hughes is just like the perfect devil. So I, I just think that when these two are a, a, another year or two together on this team together, like they're just – they're going to be so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. The Hughes brothers or, or – No, the Hughes brothers. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like our – like the Sedins, like our Sedins, only maybe with some cups. Right. That's really what I hope happens. Like 15 years from now, we're looking back at the two Hughes brothers and their 12, 13, 15 years with the organization, everything they did. Uh, because, I mean, to have two players that special uh, from the same parents, it's just quite incredible. And maybe down the yeah. road, you know, three, four years from now, maybe you can go and grab Quinn. Maybe you can. I don't think Vancouver would ever let him go, though. Nah. I mean, so, Tony, to your doing. point about maybe not missing Hamilton, could you ever see a bizarro universe where – we really don't need them and think of the trade that we can get for a guy well, like that. And I, don't get me wrong. So I'm sure when I say that people are like, how do you say that about Dougie Hamilton? I like Dougie Hamilton. I, I like right. We all agree. Teams. We're a better team with him here. Yes. Right. But, but still. I mean, I'm personally, there's a couple times where I've forgotten that he's on the team, you know, the last couple of months yeah. where I'm not, sure. it doesn't really weigh into my mind where when Jack uses out of the lineup or Nico, uh, all yeah. the time, I'm like, man, I can't wait till they get back. And I, I don't even think I knew. And I'm, a, I've always been a fan of Nico, and I was a fan of him being the captain. Even I know people didn't love it, but when he was gone this year, I really saw how important he was to this team. I think more than I even realized, and I think more than a lot of people realized. Totally. Uh, yeah, you notice when those guys are out. And I'm just saying with Dougie. Yeah, I kind of like. I'm always like when they say Dougie Hamilton's. This is the report. I'm like, oh shit, that's right, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Kind of part part of that too yeah. was this team, year, right? And how bad we were playing too, as as a whole, because and like last year, would, you would have never said that. It seemed like every big moment yeah. Dougie was part of, and he started off this year really good. I remember at the beginning of the year we were having an episode where like he's on pace to like destroy what he did last year, which was insane. Um, I think there was a little bit of hurt in there, and, and of course now he's gone. But uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Dougie Howe. I, I I would love to know that we're getting him back and think about the weapons we can have on the back end. Just incredible. But you are right though, like. If Dougie Hamilton doesn't come back and if they make the playoffs and they go on a run and maybe they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or maybe more, Dougie Hamilton becomes a little bit uh, expendable. Um, You know, if if you feel that you have to make a move because we have to bring younger guys in or there's somebody out there you want to go get, maybe there's another goalie at the end of the year that you want to go. I mean, you do have options, which – is a wonderful thing to have. I think there's only probably, I don't know, half a dozen guys on this team that are untouchable. 
Yeah, really you know, it could be it could be one of those trades where, you know, next offseason – and again, we're totally speculating. Uh, it's like one of those teams that needs to get to the floor, so they want to take a big contract, but he's such a big player, they've got to give up some assets or something. Like, it's crazy yeah. to think that we could even say we could get rid of him because we're going to be awesome with those three on the back yeah. end. But he's a $9 million player that Luke slid right in. Yeah. And we knew he was going to do it. We just didn't think he was going to do it that fast. And I still stand by what I said just a few minutes ago. Like, I didn't think Luke should have had first power play over him. Not after what he did. I didn't think he kind of earned that yet. Now, <laughs> how has he been gone? I'm like, well, now you're not pushing Luke out. So well, I think, is, what do you do? I think Luke, uh, you know, another year or two, he'd be a better player than Dougie Hamilton ever was. Oh, yes. I really believe that. He'll be in the running for best defenseman quicker than I originally thought. Yeah, I mean, we had said – you know, in the net, we did our like, uh, you know, true false in the yeah. in the summertime. Will Luke Hughes be a Norris Trophy candidate uh, finalist in the next five years? And I think only two of us said yes. The other two said no. I don't know if anybody's going to say no now. Like, I think we yeah. stuck on the finalist part. That was the sticking point. Um, but yeah, now I, I I said it a couple, you know, episodes ago too. Um, between him and Nemich, like I don't, I mean, I don't know who's going to be our best defenseman a few years down the road. Yeah, it's going to be scary. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. But Chris, real you need quick, to, at the end um, of the season, Chris needs to bring out the book with all these like predictions that because well, I know I forget fucking everything and tell oh, us we're gonna, wrong because I guarantee have a, <laughs> a, a huge the accountability session at the end of the summer <laughs> is going to be like a three shows worth of accountability that we're going to have to go through it's like at the a end of the big season. Blooper reel. Oh, <laughs> you suck and you suck and you suck. I'm like, what did I pick this week? What did I say? I'm like, what's going it's, on? It's Where just gonna I? be. It's just gonna be this over and over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, I had mentioned it on the last show, and then uh, I put it up on X. I wanted to. I was just curious, like if there are people that are Devil fans mm-hmm. that you guys saw that, okay, that live outside the it. metropolitan area and stuff. And we got a bunch of responses and and some stuff and a little bit of feedback, and it was kind of cool. I do want to read one email that I got from uh, this dude, Michael. And um, I, I just, it, he, you know, took the time to write a nice long email. I'm going to read it. I'm going to cool. save all the other ones until we get some more and then we'll, we'll go over them. But so this is, um, this was written by uh, Michael DeCaro. All right. So he writes, gentlemen, long time listener, first time caller. Well, first off, real quick, he, he did, Title the email. Hello, or despite what DraftKings says, Devils fandom is not void in Ontario. So, (laughs) (laughs) perfect, timely. A long time listener, first time caller. First of all, happy holidays to you all and your families. I saw this call out to hear from non local fans and thought I'd reach out to share my story, but mostly to say I'm enjoying your perspectives on the podcast. From listening, it sounds like we're of a similar vintage, vintage and not. And got to experience the highs of those Lamorello pre-cap glory years. Well, this guy's old, cult- also. Yeah, he's old, also. <laughs> that culture of, but he makes a lot of really good points. Is that that culture of excellence and prime Stevens, Brodeur, Niedermeyer, and Eliash made the darkness and futility so hard to watch the last ten years? Last year, it felt like the pain was over and we were ready to dominate the league again. That brought out a lot of enthusiasm and young voices, but it's nice to hear from people with the experience to remember the good, the bad, and most importantly, know how hard it is to win and be at the top of this league. So now that there are listeners out there that feel the frustration and disappointment with the way this season is going along with you all, 
Now on to my story. I was raised a Leafs fan growing up in the Toronto suburbs, but I had an epiphany when I was 11 and realized the Leafs as a franchise don't care about their fans. Whether it was Ballard, the teacher's pension plan, or Rogers and Bell, now the top priority was and remains profit. Luckily, I came across the Devils who showed me it didn't have to be that way. From the top down, the entire organization understood that when you make your sole focus championships and you build a culture of long-term winning, it starts with an all-time GM who knew how to win trades, build through the draft, negotiate, and most importantly, how to use the rules to your advantage. <laughs> you build around Prime Brodeur, Stevens, Niedermeyer, and Elias, surrounding them with great complementary pieces like John Madden, Peter Sikora, Jason Arnott, Bobby Holik, Sarge. Colin White, Gomer, Rafalski, and then you put them under Hall of Fame coaching minds like Lemaire, Robinson, and Burns to bring out their best and get them playing as more than the sum of their parts. That embarrassment of riches is what made the last decade of darkness we lived through so hard because it's never because if you if you've never experienced sunshine, you might not mind the rain so much. That's also what's making this season so frustrating. I like that line. I'm hoping we've turned the page and will no longer be regressing to our awful early season form. I'm tired of not starting games on time. I'm angry that we can't get saves when it counts. I'm livid that we're committed to a system so complex that it leads to consistent blown coverage, has an atrocious penalty kill, and has vet D-men looking like they're playing peewee pond hockey. It's way past preseason and October, hockey uh, way past preseason and October hockey when you could hope to ride a hot elite power play and outscore your deficiencies. Like you, I think we until we change the coaching and goaltending, we'll remain a bubble team. I'm disappointed because hoping to fight for a playoff spot is not the devils I grew up with. If your attainable goal isn't fighting for the cup every year, then you've got a loser mentality and will never win anything. This league is way too hard. We're pissing away entry-level contracts, and we might lose one of our last truly great prospects like Seamus Casey because we continue to believe in a coach and goaltending that just doesn't have what it takes to win a cup. On the plus side, Timo and Mercer are simmering. Even when Jack and Brat don't look like they're doing anything, they remain a point-of-game clip. Nemes looks like he has ice in his veins, and Luke is doing shades of Niedermeyer shit. That said, time to stop messing around. It's put up or shut up time. Give me three or four points to close out the year and some 700 hockey throughout January, and I'll start believing we do some damage. Until I'll be spe- until then, I will be skeptically supportive. It's a very Chris, nice... you reading off those uh, promos have really... You're fucking good, man. <laughs> I learned how to read in first grade. Banging that buddy. shit out, dude. I'd be like... <laughs> I do hope that was voice to text because otherwise his fingers would be very tired. But I'm also very nervous that he's coming for my job. So if you want to be an Uncle Pucker, I I just auditioned well. I I wrote him back and I said, you know, we'd love to get some, um, you know, north of the border perspective on things. You know, I'd love to get somebody in the Toronto market to talk devils and talk just hockey in general. So I asked him if he wanted to maybe after the new year come on as a guest. So. That would be pretty cool if he decided to. But I thought he nailed everything. So with that being read, let me ask you guys something. Can the Devils win a Stanley Cup with Lindy Ruff as a coach? The man is like third all time in wins. Mm -hmm. He's been coaching shit, man. I don't even remember the dude as a player. I only remember him as a coach. I remember him as a player. Um, So, and he's never won a cup. Can this team go to the next level and win a Stanley Cup with Lindy Ruff. What do you think? I believe they can. 
So do I, 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 don't, I think I think some changes might need to happen in the room. Um, some role pieces like we've been kind of talking about. And I think he can. I don't think there's really any reason to think he can't. I don't think there's any reason to look back at certain playoff years or whatever and say he can't get the job done. Um, I just don't know that that's true. I think that he came within a foot in the crease of a, of a Stanley Cup win, potentially. That was um, Hall, right? That was yeah. Brad Hall. So uh, that was a hell of a run. Uh, you know, I, I just – listen, I'm not the hugest fan of him right now, and I don't understand some of the moves. But given the personnel he has and the personnel you can maybe assume he might get, yeah, I think he can do enough to put us over the top. Tom, what do you think? I'm going to answer this carefully because I know that everyone thinks I'm like – a total rougher. And I, I do like Lindy Ruff. But, uh, <laughs> you you like it this, rough. Okay, so what I'm, what I, do I think that a change would be like the worst thing for the Devils? No, but do I think one needs to be made? No. And I also, not right now at least, and I also think we're all, as a fans, like last year we had the most points ever for the Devils, right? Okay, Lindy Ruff was the coach, but people still question his job. You know, it's, it's or they, you know, oh, he had nothing to do with it, they say. It's the, team, it's the team that got all those points. But then this year, they're like, oh, it's Lindy Ruff's fault. So you got to kind of, you know, these players, there's a lot of things different on this team this year than last year. And you mentioned that last episode, Chris, and it's 100% true. There's a lot of changes that have just happened that a lot of teams wouldn't even – It's, I mean, how much of our roster flipped, right? Um, and also we've had a lot of injuries this year, uh, so much young defensemen, just a lot of – you know, things that didn't happen to us last year. So I think Lindy Ruff, I don't think, you know, he needs to, I, I do think we could win a cup with him. Do I know that? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Of course not. But I do have faith in him because I think that he has done nothing but led the team in a positive way. The last couple seasons, is he the end plan? I don't know. We didn't know if he was the end plan last year. We didn't know if he was kind of there to set up the chips, right? We didn't know that right. we've mentioned that before, but I just think one thing about our fan base, that I, I do think they get on Ruff's case and I get it, but I just don't think, this year, I think there's a lot of things that have happened. The reason that we have struggled early on in the season that is not about coaching. I think there's a lot of, like we said, a lot of injuries, a lot of young defense, but a lot of mistakes we expected. You're flipping over. How much of the roster, Chris, was it? Did you say a percentage last episode? Oh, uh, well, just the blue line in general. Uh, the whole. I think it was, what did I say, like like 20% or something, 25%? I can't remember. Seems reasonable. A, a decent say? amount, though. And a lot of teams, that's, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it was you definitely know? a I'm, decent amount. Yeah, and I'm not saying, and I'll, again, I'm not saying that a change wouldn't change, maybe be a positive thing because a lot of times it does have that effect. Look what sure. happened over and was it? Um, look at half of the teams that fire their coaches. It's always like this uprival at first, but I don't think yeah, he. Needs to be fired. I don't think I don't think he deserves to be fired. I don't even think that he just kind of deserves to be talked about being fired right now. Um, that's my opinion. Like well, I said, look, here's the thing. Like, I mean, if you look at every coach that was fired this year, right? None of them really deserved to be fired. The problem comes down to is when you have expectations, you're not meeting those expectations. You can't fire 20, 20 guys. You have to, you know, so the coach is always going to be that the sacrificial lamb. It's just how it goes. You know, uh, did Craig Berube deserve right. to be fired from St. Louis when they were one point out of a playoff spot? No. Did uh, Jay Woodcroft uh, deserve to be fired because uh, uh, Connor McDavid wasn't healthy and these guys weren't playing good and their goaltending was got atrocious probably not um you know you look at minnesota right and um uh, dean everson gets fired and as soon as john Hines steps in right gustafson starts playing really good in goal they start getting goals from guys like 
Baldy and things, the guys that hadn't scored the whole time. So it's just you get that bump. Do they deserve to be fired? Most of them, no. When you are an under, you know, underachieving team, which the Devils kind of have been all year. Um, but have it, they know, been in the last 10 games or 15 Well, that's games. where I was going to go with this. Like, I will reserve my opinion on Lindy Ruff for at least the next few weeks because I see this team kind of going in the right direction. And, you know, let's – like, if it was just the amount of turnover that this team had and just – did it, does it, you know, maybe it took 30 something games to find consistency and find cohesion yeah. among these groups. Now I see our, our young D guys are starting to play a little bit better. And then hopefully maybe we get another piece or two to really shore that up. And then if Nico Dawes can step in and give us solid goaltending, uh, then Lindy Ruff's job's completely safe. You know, you yeah. don't even have to worry about it. Um, do I think that he, we can win a cup with him? I don't know. He seems very developmental as far as the coach goes. And I think that once that develop, and there's, they still, a lot of those guys still need this, you know, they still need that show you how to play, you know, and and teach you how to win and all that stuff. But then there comes a time where you're going to need that coach that can just, you know, step on the gas and let you, you know, hold you accountable, but maybe be a bit more of a hard ass and really kind of help this team get, to that next level. So I don't know if that's think what this about. Team this, is a, this is like a totally not going to happen deal. What would you think about just – it's kind of funny. You think about Torts, right? Say if he came in here. And you don't, we don't want him in here, first of all. But I think for the end of the season, he'd probably have this team running like a bunch of fucking fighter jets. Like well, I like think it would be like – he'll destroy the team at the end of the day most likely. But yes. but this season, he would have – you know, he that guy just – you know, imagine the intensity. <laughs> well, Dan, Dan had said, we asked, we were talking about that. Dan's like, give me torts for a week. Just give yeah, me for just, one week and let's see how this team does. Because, yeah, they, he would have the fear of God in these guys. But, and um, we might hate each other by the end of the season, but you're going to have a fun ride till the end. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I tell you, listen, I don't, I don't shit on anybody's opinion that he, that this guy can't win us a cup. Like, I totally get where they're coming from. I see yeah, why exactly. they say that. But in the same vein, like, the list of coaches that he just rattled off that won us championships. Let's just close our eyes and pretend for a second that the Devils do win one in the next year or two under Lindy Ruff. You're going to add him to that conversation of Hall of Fame coaches with almost, what, a thousand wins maybe by that time. And you're going to say, wow, he was another coach. See, that's the type of coach that got us over the edge because he was, you know, a Hall of Fame type guy. He knows so much about hockey. This, you know, the old cliche, he's forgotten more about hockey than most of us fans will ever know. I don't think he doesn't understand what's going on with the team. I think losing the room is usually the first thing that really kind of changes. You know, I heard there was uh, a lot of stuff on X the other day about how much he was flipping out the players for not crashing hard at the net. They weren't doing the drill right. He's He's not immune to knowing how the team has to play. Occasionally they will turn a, a, you know, a deaf ear and then that's a problem. But I think his knowledge alone, it just maybe he just needs a little more time. We got it. We got to give him one more time to see if he can get it done. And, and uh, you know, maybe winning a Stanley Cup this year is not all as realistic as we thought based on the paper roster. Yeah. But then again, seeing what we've seen in, in certain games, we do know what they're capable of if they just put it all together. So I think now you're going to know if he loses pieces. the room because now everything comes out so fast. I mean, there's yeah. really it's a whole different world than you know back back in say 20 years ago or 15 years ago. You can finish the season without all the shit coming out. Now it's just starts seeping out when things, when a team starts losing and things go wrong, it's just the way it works. And I don't think he's going to lose the locker room only because 
Jack Hughes is his biggest supporter. I mean, Jack absolutely loves Lindy Ruff. And, you know, Jack is the heart and soul of that team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that that's going to – that he has to really worry about losing that locker room. I just – you know, some of the stuff he does, like I like we've said it a million times, like is he a genius or is he crazy or is it both? Like we don't it's know. A mixture. It's um, a mixture. It is. Heart. He's like a mad scientist. He's a, a fucking mad genius. But, but you know, that's – Right now, how this team has kind of been upward trajectory and not just, okay, we've gone on three game winning streaks before, but it kind of feels a little different, right? This time, like They're the getting, team everyone's just looks, clicking. yeah, it looks like it's all about to pop. And, uh, it, you know, and it's easy for us now, again, retrospect, right? It's such a powerful thing. Now we're taking a little bit of a deeper look back and say, okay, you know, Mercer was in a slump, Meyer was hurt, we did have this injury and that injury. And it does take longer to recover from these things than we as fans want to see. We don't understand why you went in and shit the bed on a bottom team. Like you just, you think that they let you down and sometimes they do. Sometimes the effort is completely the reason. Other times, maybe you just got outplayed. Maybe the chess match game, you didn't win. Uh, There's, there's a lot of reasons. And there is that general feeling right now that it's coming around a little more into form than the last time we said this, maybe two weeks ago when they were getting on a two, three game and we said, yeah, it's starting to feel, um, there's a lot of optimism. There was a lot of comfort today. I started feeling very comfortable in that game immediately after we took that two, one lead with seven seconds left in the first period. Yep. Uh, it felt way different, um, than any game I've watched in the last couple of days. I thought we got this. Yeah, after yeah, that, after yeah. Brad's goal was like, all right, if you guys this. look at the last couple of games that we've lost, the teams that we shouldn't have lost to, the next day they're beating the teams that are above us. To say it's weird, yeah. like uh, the last three games, I think it was that uh, it might have been Columbus, San Jose, or not San Jose was definitely one of them. But if you watched, they they came, we lost them, we were pissed off, but then they would go lose to the rain, went beat the Rangers the next night, or Edmonton beat, did Edmonton. Chris Farth played with Anaheim yeah. too, right? They they yeah. had turned it on and and yeah, a couple, so, so yeah, yeah just, these are still weird. professional. Hockey teams right. who all want to win, and at, at, to a man, everyone on that team is competitive in their own right, or, or maybe playing for their next contract, or playing for just because that's the will that they have to play. So we do take it for granted, and we kind of jump on things. But then again, we're trying to report on this shit, right? So yeah. we're going to do that. Was a good letter, I, I mean, though. I mean, that was, what's that tone? That was a good letter, though. I mean, that was cool that someone you know took that time. Nah, and, it was well, well thought out. Yeah, yeah it was an ex- excellent, excellent letter, and that's why I like one of the things like. Doing this podcast, first of all, we've all been friends for, you know, over 30 freaking years, you know, I mean, like a really long time. 15 years, 15 years. Yeah. Well, me and you, Bob, I mean, we met I love auto tone. Like we met in eighth grade, the first day of school in eighth grade. Like, I mean, you guys were older than me in high school. What's that? We're still older older than than me in high school. Like I, you guys uh, were like up in the grades. I was the younger. Yeah, you were younger. You graduated uh, two years grade. behind us, right? Wow. So, uh, lifetime of yeah. changes from. So yeah, but I, I mean, like we've been, we've. I forgot what the hell my point was that I was going to make. Um, we've known each other for a long time, and you said doing this podcast. Yo, right, thank you. Okay, so like we're doing this show. Like I want to do this podcast mainly to talk to my friends about hockey, right. and in that we ended up you know, meeting some awesome people and, uh, you know, just other devil fans. I just love the community. Like, I love that, you know, you get these messages from people like, dude, I mean, you know how hard that's got to be being Uh, in Toronto and being a devil fan, you know what I mean? Being a a devil's fan. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's probably, 
about the same. Quite a few hockey fans, though. Like you probably have like a. According mix to our downloads, teams. we have a lot of fans in Lithuania. <laughs> we have one. From my he just downloads a lot. <laughs> yeah, just one download. You know, though. But I think for people who listen who don't know us, like we were, like what's cool is ninety four, ninety five. All of us guys that you hear on the show, we were all having our hearts broken or together, like watching these games and Chris's basement. I'll never forget when Lemieux scored the deflection goal off the back. I mean, I I even saying it, man, I kind of get that that feeling about, it was just awesome. You know, I remember just, just the memories from back then we were around when all that was happening. It was so cool because that was, we all knew what 94 felt like, like how devastating that was and how it was in that town in Tom's river and stuff in Bricktown, because we were overrun by Ranger fans. You know, I mean, it was pretty much the way it was. If you were a devil fan, it was kind of like, you were, oh, you were a minority. You were the Mets to the Yankees. Yeah. I hate to say uh, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there yeah. were not a lot of Devil fans around this area back then. There, you wore it with pride. You know, I mean, you wore it. You, you know, it was you really. Know, you saw a Devil's hat. You're like, hell yeah. You know, because there was shitloads of Ranger stuff everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, to Chris's point about some of these people writing in, I got to say, like, you know, uh, you can sit here and say that, you know, hey, anybody can start a podcast, whatever, you know, get behind a microphone and start talking. And, and to some extent, that's true. But I'm here to tell you that there's actually a lot of work that goes into this, right? There's a lot of preparation. Uh, you, you have to watch the games. You have to come up with kind of compelling arguments. Um, it's, it is it is work uh, to a degree. It's fun because we're all good friends. And that's, that's exactly why, again, Chris wanted to start this just so we can sit around and talk. But the reward for me is starting now. About a year in, right, Chris? You guys started, what, November last year? So yeah, we're, yeah. we're just over a year in. And to get these, an occasional email, uh, to get the responses on Twitter, to be part of the community. And we were earlier where we had you know less followers and less going on, it was really hard to just get any kind of reaction or interaction. Right. And, and I really like that that part is coming up. And really am not worried about any fans that have like altering views of ours. I think that's even better. Let's talk about it. Um, just to me, that's just the most rewarding part because again, it, it, it is a lot of work. It is time consuming. It's rewarding, but it's, it's getting better. So I love when yeah, the fans it, writing in that, the guy, that letter, like I joked about, I hope it was voice of text, but seriously, like that took a while to write. That was thought time out. To and that's think awesome. it out and write it. Yeah, it is yeah. awesome. And, um, you know, so to, to all of our listeners, like, yeah, like Bobby said, like we all might have differences of opinions on certain things, but that's okay. We're all devil fans. Um, and that's it. We just want to see this team win a Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, some of us want to see him win the, the first cup that, you know, you've never seen before. You want to see him win it. And Crazy. we just want to see him win number four. So, yeah. uh, you know, but real, before we wrap up for tonight, um, quick, I mean, we're going to be back tomorrow um, for after the Bruins game. So what do you guys expect? I mean, you think we're going to pull off two games in a row where we look like world beaters like tonight? So <laughs> I, I did I, – I think one of my wants. predictions for the week was that uh, it would go to overtime. That, that was it. Very simply, that it would go to overtime. Um, and I'm guilty of doing this as a fan, but I'm, I'm looking at this game now. And I'm saying, fuck that. There's no overtime. I think we're going to win this game. And I think it's – it's not going to be quite as easy as this game, but maybe by, by a goal or two. I think we're going to see the same team at least. Maybe we still wind up losing, even though we're playing that. But that's that's where I'm going with this. I'm I'm confident they're going to come out swinging tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong about my pick for this game, so because I do remember that I did picture the Devils probably dropping this one out of the, th- the three games. So hopefully, I you actually picked. wrote that that the Devils will beat the Blue Jackets and Ottawa. They will lose to Boston. Bobby hopefully said that I'm the wrong. Bruins game will go to overtime. Um, I said the Devils will be 100% on the penalty kill, and so far, so good. They don't let anything in tomorrow oh, that's night. That's good. Ah, that's, a, go. yeah. that's a hat trick, too. Yeah. 
I did say that Simone Nemitz was going to get the game winner tonight. Um, he didn't. That one, yeah. that went to Dawson Mercer. Did Dan pick the shutout again this week? I was of trying to remember. Of course he did. Of course, of course he, he did. did. He's going to pick the shutout every fucking week, Tony, <laughs> until he gets one. Like I told him, it's uh, bad math. Mortal Kombat At most, he's going to win that four times. Uh, so it's well, I think I think he'll stop picking it once they get one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I think not he sure should. he's really onto it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, All right, so hey. Before we go, then, I just want to leave yeah. you with a question, speaking of Mercer, because yes. I don't know how the guy got that puck so vert from that close in. Right. So here's the thing. You have no more time. The season ends today. You've seen what you've seen. You have one of two choices, to Foley for two more years or Mercer for two more years. That's it. You don't, No guarantee after that. Either one of them can walk. Fuck. But you want to win a cup. This season's over. Who's it going to be? To Foley. I'm going to go to Foley. I, I like. I it's a it's a shitty. It, it, you know, it's not. It's just a shitty. It's meant to answer. be shitty. It, yeah, it's because just Mercer's no a matter. longer term. And I love Dawson Mercer. I love everything that he brings to this team. But as far as I think a consistent goal scorer, we don't have too many guys on this team that are just have wicked slap shots that can score from pretty much anywhere on the ice. And Tyler Toffoli is one of them. So mm-hmm. I would say if it's only two years, I'm going to go with Tyler Toffoli. If you're saying one of them has to go and the other one's getting locked up long-term, six, five, six, seven years, I might go with Mercer. Well, that's the flip side. Then right. if I flip it and say, okay, now it's six, seven years yeah, so or even I five years. then it, If it was under two or under Toffoli, if it was more than that, I'd probably go with Mercer. So I'm just completely again, In this situation, it's one of them has to go, right? So, Tony, what do you think? I'm going to go – I'm going to – I'm going to kind of say what Chris says. I'm going to stay with Mercer if he is long-term. Um, the thing with with Mercer is the guy hasn't missed a game since he's yeah. first stepped on the oh, ice. Man. I mean, he's, you know, and he's having an impressive – like we said earlier in the show, he's kind of having like – you didn't notice it right away because that the way the season started for him. He's having a decent season. Um, he seems to be getting better and better as the season goes on, so I'm going to go with Mercer. I love Toffoli, though. I mean, it's not easy. It's it, it, You could be wrong either way, you know. It's like uh, – you just you, yeah. either way it, you can't work. you can't go wrong. What do yeah. what do you think, Bob? Well, I was originally going to reserve my judgment for later as the person who asked the question. Sometimes we get to do that. But no, I think that even with a two year window, I think I'm gonna go with Mercer. When he shows me things that I want to see, they are usually quite awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. not many people make that goal like he made no, today. And I know no. what to fully yes. brings, but as you guys know, I'm also a big fan of Another player who's got a pretty decent slap shot that can fill a void in different ways. So hard. I really wanted to hold off on this because I want to ask the you know our fans too. Maybe maybe a couple of people can write in about this who they would take just for the next two years. But um, I'll go with Mercer. I like that. I think you should post that on on the Pucker site uh, next tomorrow, and uh, yeah. let's let's get some feedback and we can read them read what people write tomorrow after the uh, Bruins show. And again, for anybody else. Uh, if you are a Devil fan and you live outside of the metropolitan area, please let us know how you became a fan, what it's like being a fan where you are. And, you hate um, the Devils. Tell us. It was, oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. We're trying to kind of go on for positive. But if I you would wonder devils, if anybody who hates the Devils too. listens to this show. Um, nobody. Yeah, nobody no hates one. the Devils. Nobody hates listening. People who like the Devils don't listen to this show. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let us know. You can uh, DM us on social media or you can reach us uh, at unclepuckers at gmail.com. And we will be sure to uh, definitely read them and uh, get back to you guys. 
So thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys wherever you're listening to us. The subscription, the download, a five-star review, a positive comment. Goes a long way. Help us po- promote this show. And uh, guys, we win in tomorrow. Finally. Tony's yes. down. That's no. That's four. Oh, you, you, okay, so you're going to Tony's going to forego I'm a game point? myself, but I need to. I, I, wow. I want to get I would win totally win. forego a game point for Fuck a win. It. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. All right, so Tony, you, do you think we're going to pull it off? Yeah, after tonight's game, I'm going to say, yeah, I think I'm going to go to go 5-4 on this one. All right. And I'm going to go, you know what, let's go with um, Meyer as the game game winner. Okay, I like it. No, what do you got, Bob? Game winners, too. Um, we do win, and uh, let's see, 4-2 uh, game winners, Nemec, uh, empty Ooh. net by Heischer. Oh, empty net by Heischer? Sure. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. So Nemec with the the, the game official winner, game winner three two he yeah. sure he sure with the empty netter. All right, um, I'm going to keep the good vibes going uh, after seeing how they played tonight. Yeah, I think they're going to go into Boston. They're going to win. Um, maybe not as dominant. I'm going to say a three two win. It'll be a close one. It'll be three two. Um, it'll be in regulation. We're going to get the two points in regulation. Game winner. I'm. Going to stick with the hot hand here. Jesper Brack gets the game winner. Zaka uh, score tomorrow night? Zaka, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is fitting that Severson, I think, was the only former devil to not <laughs> score against us. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say pa- Pavel Zaka gets our, the first goal, and uh, it'll be the first goal of the game because we can't score first. So it'll, man. it'll be Pavel Zaka against his old team, but then we'll, we'll rally. We'll get, we'll get three, and uh, VTech will play well. So, I did see Jesper Boquist scored against need. Uh, Schmidt tonight, I believe, in Utica. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe because he's down with uh, Providence. He's Providence, yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's I just awesome. I want to go up there and watch some games, man. Yeah, you know what? It was it so is... fun. I walked out of my dorm. I had a five-minute walk to an AHL arena. That's awesome. I mean, it was that fun. just awesome. It was fun. I, went up to, I mean, we only went to a handful of games, but it was always a good time up there. Beautiful I was a slingshot city. crew, man. We're oh one of the God, first yeah. people to slingshot. Bobby used to come sliding out in between intermissions with his fucking slingshot t-shirts and Fuck his yeah. t-shirt going. <laughs> oh, what a tool. Oh, <laughs> come on. They loved it. They loved come it. They running. Just... One of the dudes that you were with, I remember, to come out and slide on his belly onto the ice. Yeah, was that... that was John. He was the leader. It was his. <laughs> he worked in marketing. He That was him. He did that. That was awesome. But um, All right, so thanks so much for checking us out tonight. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers for Tony and Bobby, and we'll see you when we see you. Later, Jeez. skaters. Oh, and he's Chris. I am Chris. There's no um, there's no outro, Bob. There's no so. outro? Oh, so, no. Bobby, you used to oh, – we still, still going. There's no outro. Oh. Yeah. Bobby used to fling shirts at the games, huh? You were one of those guys. <laughs> he used to fling I couldn't, shit. I couldn't ice like skate worth a shit, so I just – 